This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. They are the new power couple at Goodison, and today Marco Silva and Marcel Brands face the media for the first time. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast where we'll be reflecting on the press conference of Silver and Brands that took place at Finch Farm this afternoon. Uh, I'm Phil Kirkbride and joined as ever by Dave Prentice and Adam Jones is with us today as we uh, reflect on the performance, if you like, the display of Silver and Brands and uh, and the reaction of supporters uh, to the first public outing since they joined. Preno, you were at Finch Farm with myself. Um, we'll start with Marco Silva, the new manager of, uh, of Everton. What were your impressions of how Marco handled some, sometimes some tough questions, sometimes some uneasy questions, and, and how he handled the, uh, the press conference today? I thought it was a very impressive performance from both. I mean, it's quite unfortunate that we have to talk about performances at press conferences nowadays. But unfortunately, modern football being what it is, you know, that is what is required. And uh, both handled themselves very, very well. Uh, lovely contrast between the pair of them. I mean, Marco is the, uh, the very charismatic, um, you know, sort of driven modern manager, which was a phrase that Marcel Brands used a lot, whereas uh, Marcel Brands himself is the quieter, more softly spoken, more authoritative figure. And together, the pair of them, uh, you know, produced a nice, a nice pairing. Um, you know, only time will tell how they work together going forward. But, you know, initially they seemed very comfortable uh, with each other. Um, they seem to have embraced the idea of uh, the structure that's been put in place very, very well. And their initial imp- impressions were very, very positive. Uh, you say there were a couple of you know, difficult questions. I mean, um, he was asked certainly about the fact that he only seems to have stuck around at uh, football clubs for a very short period of time. Uh, but he accepted that and uh, you know, a lot of that wasn't down to him uh, in the past. And he's very, very keen that this is an enduring relationship. Uh, Marcel Brands clearly wants to be there for the long term. He's talking about uh, setting a structure in place and improving many, many areas of the football club and you know, setting up a long-term you know, project. Uh, so hopefully the pair of them will be successful and can be there you know, for the long haul. Adam, you were back at base uh, watching for us uh, online. What was the... Oh, which, which statements from, from Marco really sort of got people engaged online and, and had supporters talking? Mm. I think... Uh, for the pair of them, I think it was when they were both talking about the transfer window, how they're specifically going to work together. Like Marcel Brands was talking very much about, look, there's never going to be a situation where we bring in a player that the manager doesn't want or that I don't want. It has to be like a, mu- a mutual decision, and I think that was very well received by fans because there, there is a there has been a slight dis- slight distinction over the last couple of seasons, maybe that you could go go through our signings and go, oh, well, that was a Walsh signing. That Absolutely, was yeah, there's signing. no unity in that respect, it, was there? Exactly, so hopefully that spells the end of that. It's just an Everton signing from this point on. And I think Marco, again, then being asked about Watford in particular, whether he could go back to Watford to make uh, some signings, and I think he dealt with those questions really quite well. He just la- laughed off a, a good few of them, asking who, when he, he was asked about Richarlison, which I really liked. So... I think he's. Yeah. I think he's laughing off of that question. Prenner was indicative of. Uh, it could be quite difficult to go back and raid Watford, couldn't it? Yeah, they're good. They'll put an absolute premium on it. Any of the and players then some. Yeah, that, that Everton try and take from there. But it was quite interesting the transfer strategy because they get the impression that they already do have uh, targets that they would like to sign, but not 
huge numbers. I think we're talking, you know, three, four, you know, figures in key positions. Um, I think that, you know, they, they know who they want or which, which areas of the side they do want to improve. And there appears to be agreements, you know, already from the off. Uh, and it, it's, it's healthy. It's, it's a very continental uh, approach to running a football club. And it's clearly something that Farhad Mashiri, you know, wanted to introduce initially when Ronald Koeman and Steve Walsh were appointed, uh, but it didn't quite work out. I mean, Steve Walsh, whether it lacked a little bit in the communication of what was expected from him or whether he just didn't embrace the idea anyway, but you always got the impression he was more of a talent scout. So, was, was part of the problem on that with Steve Walsh and Ronald Koeman that, that Steve Walsh perhaps didn't carry the air of authority that Marcel Brands immediately does and there were too many opportunities for different people, rightly or wrongly, to pull in different directions for transfers where you get the impression early on and certainly having spoken to both of the parties today that yes there has to be agreement but you can definitely tell who's the boss in the room yeah very much so i mean he, d- he does have a, a very commanding presence marcel brands and his reputation in european football is very very impressive um psv eindhoven he was there for eight years and uh, achieved great success with them including sacking ronald koeman at one stage um but they were very very not disappointed to lose him uh, they wanted him there for life, uh, but you know they appreciated this was a great opportunity for him, and you know he, they reluctantly agreed to let him go because he'd served the club so well, and uh, he does carry this very very imposing air, uh, and you get the impression that you know yeah he is in charge, he understands what a director of football is supposed to be, which is basically running and improving all elements of a football club, uh, whereas maybe Steve Walsh didn't quite uh, didn't quite get that, but that's the past, you know, so that that's uh, a chapter that's behind Everton now. This is a chapter which is looking forward and, uh, you know, initial signs are very, very promising. Adam, obviously there was a couple of mentions from both Brand and Silver about the current squad and the players that exist and reducing the size of the squad. Um, it would appear, although we have yet to have official confirmation, but it would appear that Everton are going to reduce their squad, certainly by one with Wayne Rooney. Did you get that impression mm-hmm. from what Marco and Brands had said about Wayne Rooney's future at Everton today? Yeah, they they were refusing to be drawn on it. Really, weren't they? They were certainly, especially Marco Silva was saying, "Look, this this deal was already in the wheels were already in motion before we ever even came to the club." So it it seems like very much as if the ball is in Wayne Rooney's court. As much as Marcel Brands has said he would like to keep Rooney on as a coach, maybe even have him come back to the club if he does decide to leave and go to DC United. But I th- I think the decision definitely seems to be lying with Rooney at the minute. Do you think? Do you think it was notable that there was a lack of reassurance? It was a huge opportunity for both Marcel and Marco, you know, in front of the cameras, in front of international media, to have made a plea to Wayne to stay. You know, they could have used that opportunity to make make a plea to Wayne and say, "Look, we want you," but they didn't. Now, I look maybe reading between the lines, maybe not. But Prano, what do you think? I think uh, the wheels were set in motion. You know, several weeks stroke months ago uh, and I, th- I wouldn't say Wayne has been forced out of the football club but I think he was made clear you know quite some time ago that Everton would be quite happy for the idea of him to move on um, I mean uh, I think we've said on these podcasts before that uh, Wayne Rooney's representatives had a, an end of season meeting uh, I'll say end of season I think it was March or April but with a view to the end of season because he signed a two-year contract um, and at the end of the first year you discuss the options in that contract and I think um, at that meeting, uh, where Nunes representatives first heard the suggestion of possible interest from America, possible interest from China being raised, and Everton having listened uh, to those offers of interest, that surprised them. 
because they thought that you know Wayne Rooney was there, you know certainly for at least the two years duration of his contract. Uh, but when you hear things like that, you think, well, we may as well listen to what they've got to say then, if you're prepared to listen to those offers yourselves. I think that's how it started. Uh, so I think Wayne Rooney needed reassurance a couple of months ago, never received it. Uh, and as a result, was obviously quite, you know, pleased with what he heard from Washington. And um, it sounds like, you know, the, the ball is very much in his course. And uh, you get the impression that, you know, it, it could well happen in the very near future. But as Marcel Brand said, um, they're quite open to the idea of him coming back sometime down the line. Wayne said himself many times he wants to be a coach, he wants to be a manager one day. And uh, I think they're quite happy for him to continue along that path back at Everson sometime in the future. But as far as you know, his, uh, his playing career goes, uh, I think we might have seen the end of it at Everson. Adam, how significant, therefore, in the future of Wayne Rooney and what would look like um, an Everton exit is his wages? Mm. Do you sense that ultimately, as much as Wayne Rooney is you know, a, a player that would perhaps need managing and, and, and plays in a more deeper role these days, is the bigger factor actually how much he earns a week and how much that could help Everton this mm. summer in terms of bringing in new players? Yeah, I think it's a big factor, like, especially when it's put into context in relation with everyone else in the squad. I think he's, by, is he by far and away the, high, the highest earner at Everton at the minute, even taking a massive pay cut when he came from Manchester United. Look, he's, he's a player who's not guaranteed to be starting every game and you can't, have, you, you can't really have your highest earner in, in that position. I think it, 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 it's massively important to, to have those wages back, back with the club, because like, we can... We could get two players in 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 the, in the summer. With Maybe those, three. Exactly with, yeah. with, with those kind of wages. So, yeah, I think it'll definitely be playing well. More probably more on the likes of Farhad Mashiri's minds rather than the likes of Marcel Brands or Marco Silva. I think they'll be looking more at his contribution on the pitch, etc. Et but I think it'll definitely be playing in the mind of the owner. Just just makes you wonder who actually pushed for the signing in the first place because you know Ronald Koeman was very enthusiastic about him. Uh, at the press conference last summer, talking about the positions he can play, and you know it makes it sound like it was something that he'd pushed for. Uh, and for, well, for me, you I mean my my personal view is that it's not really worked. You know, he's, uh, I was not wildly enthusiastic about the idea in the first place, and I don't think we've seen enough to suggest that it's been a success. Um, Everton's top scorer won certain. I know, games. I know, but in a dreadful season, and you know, several of them were penalties and. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but no. He provided just, the highlight of the season, didn't he? He, he did with the goal against West Ham, yeah, which just shows you what kind of season it's been. But um, no, you're not going to convince me. I'm sorry, it's, not, it was, it's been a, a, failed, a failed experiment. It's been a 12 month slog to try and convince Brian about Rooney. But it does appear that he will be leaving, but we'll, uh, we'll chase confirmation on that. Um, Preno, just going back to. Um, the press conference a lot of people I'm sure will have, will have watched online and, and, and read the stuff that we've turned around already but f- for listeners who haven't seen it and obviously weren't there of course just give an impression of, of, of what it was like at Finch Farm today other than it being stiflingly hot <laughs> I was going to say uh, sweltering yeah. yeah I mean it was, the, it was the same venue that they used for the Ronald Koeman press conference which is uh, the media room at Finch Farm which is a little bit of a surprise because you know, when Roberto Martinez was introduced that was at Goodison Park which is an altogether much bigger room uh, there are an awful lot of Portuguese uh, interest there, you know, half a dozen journalists from Portugal uh, all crammed into this uh, this one room. But the, the atmosphere w- was good, it was positive, it was um, it was very focused. I mean, Brian Dugan, uh, the club's uh, senior media officer, introduced them and the pairs just basically took questions from the floor and they were quite candid. 
Um, sidestep the questions you would expect them to sidestep. You know, uh, Vinnie O'Connor, the guy from, uh, from Sky, did a valiant job trying to press him on uh, individual transfer targets. And, you know, as you said before, Adam, you know, Richarlison, who? <laughs> uh, you know, they, they straight battered the majority of those, as you would expect them to. Uh, but other things they were quite uh, commendably, you know, sort of open on about their relationship, about uh, the number of players they expect to bring in. Uh, but altogether, they, they gave a very assured and you know composed performance um, and I think you know the guys there from the media appreciated it uh, it was split up if you don't know how the uh, press conferences work at you know Finch Farm you have uh, the stuff that you see on Sky is um, you know Vinnie O'Connor they, they get their regular 10-15 minute slot and then after that uh, it's all split up into different rooms where the national media get to ask their questions separately with Marco Silva and Marcel Brands the radio stations do uh, the Sunday newspapers do we ourselves get our own time with them and that all passed up very very smoothly and I can only speak for the conversations that we had with Marco and Marcel but they were very relaxed uh, they were very uh, enthusiastic um, Marcel himself talks about it, a local newspaper that he worked with in Eindhoven what a good relationship he had there uh, Marco Silva was quite uh, entertained by the fact that we could recall the argument he had with the uh, Watford Observer journalist when uh, Watford came to play at Goodison and uh, they were discussing the merits or otherwise of zonal marking and man marking as uh, <laughs> set pieces. Uh, but you know, you get the impression still, he still remembered uh, it, remembered it very much. So yeah, and uh, you get the impression that you know they are they're going to be open, they're going to be fairly direct and fairly honest with the media, which is all we can ask for in our job. Adam, how the sort of the impression that when I was just chatting to people in and around Finch Farm today at reception, and as we were waiting for our for our turn and stuff, people were sort of almost taken aback by how calm Marcel Brands was. But given he's been there, done that, and got several T-shirts, were you surprised? And 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 did that come across online that he was, you know, quietly, softly spoken guy, but. But there was certainly certainly the feel in the room was that he he, he carried that authority. There's definitely an order about him, isn't it? Like it, you could you could tell as soon as he walked into that room, even even watching on YouTube as I was, that he he, he was the dominant man in that room. And we spoke before about Steve Walsh, and I think maybe Walsh was maybe hampered by the fact that he'd never been a director of football before. Everton as a club had never had a director of football before. I think we were trying to learn as we were going along. It's not like that for Marcel Brands at all. He's he's absolutely assured in what he needs to do, what he has done in the past. So yeah, I, I think I think it w- it was great to see him dominating that room, but still, but st- still keeping that quiet, assured presence about him. He was asked he was asked a lot about you know what what the plans are for the future, and he was very meticulous, saying, "Look, we've got the World Cup to deal with. We've got." A transfer window that's going to end before the season starts. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. We've got to, we've got to assess the squad that we've currently got. We've got to sit down with the chief scouts to uh, identify certain targets. I think it was, it was, it was really promising to see that he's he seemed to have all of his homework done months ago. He's, mm. he he seemed to have been so well prepared for what he was about to say he was he was prepared for almost every question I'd say he was yeah you get the impression that Everton certainly won't be caught in a situation they were last summer mm. allowing their leading scorer to leave the football club without a replacement lined up yeah. Yeah. you get the impression that wouldn't have happened on his watch yeah, yeah and he's, he's been described to me by uh, somebody who knows him far better than I do as meticulous mm. so I think I think that's something we can 
come to expect from Marcel Brands. Prano, I'm going to fire back a question that you fired to me actually earlier when we did a little bit of video outside Finch Farm. How do you like the look of the dynamic between Marcel and Marco? Um, do you sense that it's the right dynamic? We've had difficulties with, and um, we spoke about earlier, didn't we? The dynamic between Ronald and Steve, with the loggerheads often over players. Steve and Sam obviously were, were, were close and friendly, so that worked obviously. But do you like the early signs of this dynamic, this new dynamic? I do. I mean, we are right at the start, so you know, only time will tell. But Marcel Brands had if not a significant say in the appointment of Marco Silva, because clearly he'd been identified long before Marcel Brands arrived. Uh, although Marcel did say today that Everson first uh, approached him two years ago uh, to you know possibility of becoming a director of football. Uh, the time wasn't right for him then, but obviously it is now. But, you know, he'll have certainly signed off uh, Marco Silva's uh, appointment as manager. You know, so he, he obviously wants the guy in. Well, I think he said today, did he, forgive me if I'm if mis- mis- misquoting him, but didn't he say um, that he... He'd been told that the club liked Marcel, um, Marco Silva, sorry, and we value his opinion. He said he liked Mar- Marco Silva as well, and so then signed the contract with Everton. Yeah, he, well, he, that's he right. said he met with him about three weeks ago, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And he, he had a bit of a chat with him, which I'm more than pleased about. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I get the impression that you know he is happy working with him. Marco Silva, we know, had issues uh, with director of football at Watford. Um, there were some players that you know he wanted to bring into the football club that never materialised, and you know w- whether those problems will happen at Everton sometime down the line, we don't know. But you get the impression at the moment that they're both unified in what they want. They discuss things together, which is healthy. They come to a, a decision together, which again is healthy. And there was absolutely no hint at all that there's uh, any um, anything you know about the transfer targets that they don't like. You know they both have agreed on everything that they're looking at so far. We've not had any clues as to who the identity of those people may be, uh, but I think we can put two and two together and come up with some fairly, you know, uh, well, considered re- re- responses. M- Marco's obviously very uh, tongue-in-cheek and coy response to Richarlison, but obviously laughing off the fact that it could be difficult to do business with Watford. And the other one, uh, Adam, you might be t- able to tell us about a Mexican winger at PSV that Marcel was uh, was asked about. Yeah, Irving Lozano. Uh, we've... Heard quite a few rumours about him over the year, over the past few weeks. I think he even spoke about the rumours a few weeks ago, saying, "Look, if, if Marcel's interested in me, then there'll, there'll be a discussion to be had." <laughs> Look, he's he's, an, he's a really exciting player. He's got bag, bags of goals and assists for PSV last season. He's a player that Marcel Brands knows very well. I'd be shocked if he wasn't if he wasn't part of the conversation. To be honest, I think I think he he fits into a problem area for Everton. You know, we've had Walcott down one side but down the other wing we've struggled a bit maybe to have that kind of presence that Walcott's got. You now he's got full of pace, full of skill. I think I think that's what I think that's an area that we could definitely improve in and having Lozano would be a a very good sign and if he was to come in. And of course our understanding Preno that there's there's nothing preventing Everton going to PSV this summer and, and trying to sign players Although, you know, nothing official stopping us from Watford other than the fact that there will be astronomical <laughs> transfer fees. No, absolutely. Uh, another name that was mentioned at the press conference, uh, William Cavallo, who's been uh, 
mentioned many, many times for obvious reasons because you know he's worked with uh, Marco at Sporting Lisbon and appears desperate to leave. And he's, yeah, he's been co- desperate to leave for about two years. I think every player at Sporting Lisbon's de- desperate to leave <laughs> after what happened there. The last couple of weeks, players getting battered by fans. I think you might be getting a call up for the next season, <laughs> Brennan. Um, Brennan, just before we wrap up this, uh, we're flying through the pod here, and just before we wrap up, um, we were discussing on the way back from Finch Farm. Obviously, there's the difficulties with the World Cup and the shortened window that Marcel spoke about. He was asked if he's going to go to the World Cup, and even though he said maybe, I think we can all assume that he will be. Yeah. It's your hunch now, though, Preno, isn't it, that we should brace ourselves for some activity, maybe maybe even this week? Just reading, yeah, reading between the lines from some of the things they said, you get the impression that they're willing to move fast. They want to move fast. And yes, this week wouldn't surprise me at all if uh, we see one or two names you know, pushed over the line. Uh, Marcel was quite clear about the problems this transfer window throws up. Uh, the World Cup starts next Thursday. Um, once it's finished, uh, July the 15th, I think there's literally less than three weeks uh, you know, for clubs to get the uh, deals over the line uh, before the transfer window. What's it do? Slam shut, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they want to try and you know, get those things lined up you know, as, as quickly as, uh, as humanly possible. But just from the, the way he was talking, you know, and as we talked before about his meticulous you know, sort of approach to things, um, I don't think he's a, a man that's going to leave anything to chance. I think he'll want things uh, done you know, sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I mean, could be proven wrong, but I think we, we would expect to see some movement in the transfer market very, very soon. Mm. Could be a busy week indeed for everybody at the Echo and we will bring you all the transfer news as soon as we get it. Uh, so stay with the Echo online and obviously in print. Thank you very much for listening to this uh, latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer where we reflected on Marco Silva and Marcel Brand's first press conference as the new power couple at Goodison. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.